Kurt. <laughs> Way early. <laughs> Wait, we gotta redo that. <laughs> All right, here. Redo. All right. Redo Kirk. Kirk! <laughs> that was way closer. Oh, that's... You get what you give. That whole thing's being kept in, even the first one. <laughs> Don't let go. We've got the dreamer's disease. Hey, hello! Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. <laughs> welcome, welcome again. Welcome. This is Michelle. I am Michelle. I am Sam. And we are the Critic Dicks. And we are uh, blessed. I'd say we are blessed with a guest. A guest blessed. Yes. Who's saving our fucking ass today? Uh, we appreciate you tremendously. All of the time. We have Kirk Bag here. Oh, Kirk yes, Gibbons in yes. the house. Give Kirk it, Gibbons. Give it up for me again. The, Run Bag the first has returned. Repeat, the first repeat. Sorry, my brother. Yeah, but he. Kirk got the title. Kirk got in there first. So <laughs> Kirk is our first second. I am the champion of critics. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> wow. Couple of critics, sorry. <laughs> Champion of couple of good critics. Job. That's that's how good I am. Yes. I know the name of the show completely. So, we're here. We are queer. We're talking into microphones. And that's how it is. Yeah, we've been having issues with technical things, as they call technical difficulties. We're running two hours behind. Hey, and but Kirk, we're, but we're running like two and a we're half running. hours. And but Kirk yeah, so grace graciously got his laptop, and we're recording on his. Ran home and grabbed his. Super grateful. Working Thank like you, Ryan Bag, for saving the day. Yes, you saved the fucking day. Anytime. And so, uh, Kirk has bestowed upon us an album that we will be reviewing. All three of us for you. And uh, what is that album, Kirk? Evil Empire by Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine. Now I wanted to bring you something that may, maybe Sam would listen to more than one time. Possibly. I listened to Eminem at least three times. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I think at that time I was given albums even more attention. So maybe even seven. Uh, that's not true. You, there's no way you listen to it seven times. I'm going to go back and I'm going to... Because we say how many times we listen to it. I'm going to go we back do. and find out. And then I'm going to text you, and I'm going to put grammatical errors Didn't in it on purpose. Didn't you not listen to it, or did you listen no, to it? No, I listened to it. Okay. I remember the whole thing. I was there. <laughs> he just doesn't believe the number I gave in general. <laughs> <laughs> I might have said seven. He's like, I still don't believe it. No, you didn't. You he has were, definite trust like, issues with you, like, Sam. Uh, I only listened to it like one time. There's no fucking you're way. Like, not just, with that. I just couldn't put it on. I don't know. There's no like, way. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't fair. <laughs> He's making that up. Oh, oh, hey. Wait, wait, you want to bet on this? How much money you got? Uh, no money, obviously. I think we talked before the podcast. You know I have no fucking money. <laughs> you have Her a horrible memory. I thought my memory is bad, but holy shit. Rhymeback's just going to be another rapper wrong. dead for popping off of the mouth that shit he shouldn't have said. <laughs> Bitch, I'm going to kill you. I'm a criminal. Yeah, I'm a criminal. <laughs> uh, that did lead to a reference that I still make, which is that. We'll just be like, criminal. See, that's something that I know I listen to it more than fucking you once. You have that now. Yeah, I, that's the part You're I love. Welcome. You're welcome. I love that about this podcast. Bitch, I'm going to kill you! Because now like, Michelle and I have TLC reference every once in a while, which hasn't happened in a while, but 
it's much cooler to know the world. And she knows like misfits now, you know, it's weird. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's nice. It's, You're expanding your horizons. That's why we do what we do. And what we do, do. is that we uh, share media with each other and we talk about it. And uh, knowing that Sam and I typically have differing opinions on things, uh, it makes it interesting sometimes. But I'll go ahead and say that uh, this week is probably going to be easy peasy for everyone. Easy peasy. Go ahead and uh, break that down. I already knew this album. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, fuck. I, I could have chosen this album. Well, I, I knew you probably did, but I was wondering about Michelle. Have you been exposed fully to Rage Against the Machine? I have never listened to a full album on my own before, but I was familiar with uh, quite a bit of songs off of this album, and I do enjoy Rage Against the Machine, so this was oh. not a task for me whatsoever. Right on. So I, this is just going to be a big old circle jerking. It sure is. It's just going to be Pretty a big much. fun fest. It'll turn into a lot of stories that have nothing to do with Rage Against the Machine. Great. I love it when podcasts go off topic. It makes it way more interesting. <laughs> they should. And that's what we do. Or I sometimes have to tell Sam to stop talking so I can say something about the song before it ends. <laughs> it's good. Anyway, one time I found a pimple on my underside of my testicle. Only once? I don't think I've ever found a pimple on my actual Isn't balls. Isn't most of your testicle the underside, technically, because no, no, it hangs down? I've never had a zit on my ball sack. Isn't almost all um, of your testicle the underside of a testicle? Uh, well, There's no real top part. I would consider the part that's like towards the legs, towards that's the, the back side. I'd say really the only under underside is really like the bottom. Talking about like the gooch area? Yeah, like where the balls are close to the gooch. So you're the saying gooch. there's a top... Bottom and back, and sides. Yes, yes. Imagine top, bottom, back, top, front, bottom. If you were going to pat someone's balls, like <laughs> pat, pat, pat from underneath. But that's you also the definitely touch the top. The top. The top and the bottom. I don't think there's a top the, to the balls because the top is. Isn't that what you dick, would call where what connects to where? So the what dick were you starts. saying? So what wow, were you calling Sam? Sam, so what do you know? So what are you calling the part that faces the sun? If you're just standing what there. part of my balls that faces the sun? If you were sun? just standing there and you didn't have pants on. Okay. Am what? I holding my cock? No. Like this? What part? To my belly? <laughs> sure, you're holding, you're getting the dick out of the way. Okay. What part of your balls is facing the sun? The front. Front, bottom, back. Front. You don't call it, a, so it's a front. Yeah, and I is no real for top. your vagina. It's a front for your vagina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you peel my scrotum back, there's a vagina. So you didn't see this conversation going this way, Kirk? No, I, I thought you liked the oft conversations, and the, when we don't talk about the music, I thought you just said that you I thought asked, that that was I, one uh, thing that you liked about podcasts. I, I suppose I asked for this. <laughs> <laughs> this is how our conversations go as a couple. Ja, 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 so maybe ja, ja, you just ja, ja. don't know us well enough. But I say we uh, go ahead and so, get. Kirk knows me so very this is well. Really, this is really just a big joke. If you thought you were going to hear about Rage Against the Machine, huh? you will. I was going to ask. You. Just raging against Welcome the Welcome to the Penis Podcast. The Penis Podcast. You should podcast. definitely pop all your peas like a that real solid hardcore. hour. And I do mean <laughs> solid, firm hour. <laughs> I, have a, I have some notes. Does, do they still play? Does Rage still play? I think they are back together, Don't yes. they do like the benefits thing? Or like every once in a while they, they'll they do like a concert? For, for shows that are like important or something. Politically involved or something like that? I don't think they tour, per se. Um... I agree with that. 
I've never seen Rage. Have you seen Rage, Kirk? No, but I would like to. I would like to if as I well. I would like to. I would, I would do it. We should do that. I would well, see Rage. I think that would be a fun show. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to play a show real close, and I'm not going to be allowed to leave this house. Well, but you guys should go and yeah. tell me what it was like. We'll go, and then we'll come and review it. We'll, we'll review the show on the podcast, and, and you can just be my here. hands under my chin. <laughs> wow. Tell me more. <laughs> I say we uh, go ahead and roll into this album. We Sounds should get some shit started here. So this was their second album release, Evil Empire by Rage Against the Machine. It was released in April 1996. 96. Correct. It uh, goes on with our trend. <clears throat> right in our range of... Uh, we love the 90s. We really, especially the mid-90s right there, smack dab in the middle. Uh, Rage Against the Machine consists yeah. of Mus- Zach De La Rocha... De La Roja. Yeah, Tom Morello, Brad Wilk, and Tim Comerford. And it's always been them, too. And right? Tim Comerford is, yeah. uh, I guess, goes by Tim Bob. Tim Bob. That's what I read. He goes by Tim Bob. Good old Tim Bob. So let's, uh, let's roll on into this. Let's do it. This is the third single off of the album, track one, People of the Sun. Do you know how many singles were on this? Technically, it's like four or five. So the last track, Year of the Boomerang, was actually originally on a soundtrack for the film Higher Learning in 94, but they re-recorded it for the album. So it was something that's kind of considered a single, but it wasn't released with this album. So if you think about it that way, then technically only four, but I don't know. That's still more than I expected because the only... It's yeah. I didn't realize it was that many either. Yeah, so the only one I remember, the only one I remember is uh, Bulls on Parade. I've heard this and Bulls on Parade on and radio. Down Rodeo. I was very familiar with Down Rodeo. I, yeah, but I, n- I never heard that on the radio. Really? Uh, I remember either. from MTV. I think. Really? I, something like there's something that I would play. I it. remember, I remember it. back in the day. You'd be you would laugh at me. I didn't. I haven't always been into Rage. I've been in and out of them. There's an easy way to find it a little cheese, but I don't. I think this is the only rap rock group that isn't cheesy. I, this, this is the only well done rap rock because I can't stand rap rock, but I love this so. Band. What's rap rock like? Limp Biscuit. We just recently reviewed Limp Biscuit. So you're not in on Limp. Well, uh, okay. On the LB, can't, can't stand is maybe a strong word. I, I I don't like it. I don't sit around and listen to it. I find it a little bit cheesy. Limp Biscuit is cheesy. Fuck you, Travis. I would much rather <laughs> listen to it than a lot of other stuff. But at the same time, I just don't think it really works that well most of the time. Yeah, it's a weird blend most of the time. It doesn't. And I like. It seems extra corny, and you love both. Uh, yeah, I, I really love rap, and I really love rock music. I love all kinds of music. Are you into Linkin Park? Um, I would say into. I, I would say I can enjoy the first two albums. Uh, Beastie Boys are considered, according to this list that I'm being given, Beastie Boys are being considered rap rock. Well, they were like a punk rock group. <laughs> they started punk rock, but they still had like, because they worked with Rick Rubin. Yeah. And Rick Rubin was real big on that heavy rock sound, which Jay Z also like used. They were hip hop, though, with like. Yeah, rap rock. Rock, rock elements. Yeah. Of, it, it, it's not really the same thing as like a rock group with. A rapping lead singer is like a different thing. I think there are rap two... songs that have elements of rock in it that I like that work as hip hop. 
but aren't predominantly rock songs as rages. Yeah, it's not a rock. But band. that's why it's rap rock because it could be it could lean more in either direction. But as long as it has both, it falls into that category, right? Yeah, technically, but. The point is, is that this is the only band that has done it that pulls it off without any cheese factor. 21 Pilots, yeah. uh, Cypress Hill is considered rap rock, apparently. I agree, though. Like, Cypress yeah. Hill. 311. And- Cypress Hill put out that one double album. 311. Was- 311 is I, rap rock. I enjoy 311. I That's enjoy true. 311, too. And even, like, Sublime and stuff sometimes. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Sublime. to a point. Yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, especially older Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh-huh. So what we found is we all love rap rock. Do you like the Bloodhound Gang? <laughs> the first two albums. I remember Kirk listening to the Bloodhound Gang. The first two albums, but you know what? Um, that stuff doesn't always hold up the best when you revisit it. There's still some songs I enjoy. This list on Google, I'm sorry, is, is considering Slayer. They put Slayer in that list. Of rap rock? Of rap rock. Probably because he just, like, shouts. Um, there is a little bit of a rap element to some God Hates Us All songs. He they're, does they're have, like, a little... not a rap rock. No, put, but he does have, like, a little... A, more of a rap-oriented flow <laughs> than he ever had before or after. I definitely think this list is stretching it. I can't think of one, but... Because yeah, I would have never said that, though. Well, they're, <laughs> yeah, they also... that's just wrong. Pearl Jam is on this list. And just what? because you can't understand what he's saying, and it's like... That's not rap. Well, you know, mumble rap is like the big craze now, and he mumbles a lot. Like, hey, this guy is the first mumble rapper. We just didn't know it. There are a lot more. There's like ICP. There's, I mean, Tech 9 Ice-T, Vanilla Ice. Shifty shell shock from Crazy Town. So there are different people. Cottonmouth Kings. Sugar. Baby. I just think it's people who either lean more Everlast, people who lean a little more and towards rap, or people who lean a little more yeah. towards rock. I think a lot of those people though lean more. To- I would say they're hip hop with rock elements. And most people don't know what the fuck they're talking about when they're talking about music. So, but you do. Take that- no, I'm just saying, take it with a grain of salt. He's <laughs> saying most editorial people. <laughs> yeah. And and you know what? The, to a certain extent, I do. I don't know everything, but um, I'm just saying. I think the v- difference with this band, Rage, is it's a funk band. The mm-hmm. like music sounds, it's funk oriented. Like the bass line is very funk yeah, oriented. Real groovy. It's really groovy, but it's also really screamy as well sometimes. Yeah, in so ways like, that you kind of like. Rage is all over the place. I think. I think so too. That's why I really like this. Oh, spoiler! I don't really I think we already said it. I really like this album. Yeah, we like, already said this is going to be a jerk off session. It, the reason he gets why, angry, uh, and you know how much I like anger. So <laughs> when he's like screaming, and I'm like, "Yeah, you do sound mad. You're very reactive." Yeah, I'm always and angry I shut and I down yell and I say words I shouldn't say, like "fuck" and "fuck this." It's I don't. It's not really the words Come. that you use, and I I like that you're getting your anger out in ways other than like breaking things. But you get snappy and snippy, and it, it I sucks. I do get snappy and But we all do. But we fucking all do. And then, and then like, <laughs> two minutes after, I'm like, you so, uh, bitchy do, 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 Like, I'm, everything's all right. Like, nothing ever like happened. Like, I didn't just blow up. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but I got it out. Everything's fine now. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here resting my <laughs> yeah, forehead on the missed, microphone. Like, but we missed it. the part where you apologized. What? I apologized to you for being a dick earlier. No, no, I just mean in general. <laughs> oh. Kirk's just wanting you to apologize on Again? mic. He wants it. He no, wants the world no, to just... hear you apologize. Say, apologize. <laughs> apologize. <laughs> I've been apologizing a lot more lately because I realize how I come off like 10 minutes after and I'm like, yep, I was an asshole on that one. <laughs> Dude, we're all flawed. 
So uh, moving That's along, sir, into the album, this is the song I think that most people, my guess would be that they're familiar with. This, this was right. my intro. This is the first, if you look at it, if we're not including Year of the Boomerang, this is the first actual single to promote this album. Bulls on Parade. So heavy. This song either yes. grabs you from the get-go, yes. which it does me, or it pushes you away. The tone is so fucking good. And yes, I don't know what really makes it album. so good, but it sounds great. I remember this video when I was younger. Blew my mind. Like, it just, I don't know what, certain things drew me in, you know? I don't, you, Tom Morello's to fucking younger, guitar playing? Like, Whoa. I remember the video drawing me in because it was very like, I think it was like the early days of showing like fast black and white footage and like making rough cuts really fast and shaky cam kind of. Yeah, it was cool. It was aggressive. I want to shout out Tom Morello's interesting guitar style. Oh, where he's almost like a DJ on records? It's so weird. Yeah, he makes all those noises with his guitar. And I, I watched the videos that were released from this earlier. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, he'll be down low, and it looks like he's... Yeah. I mean, he's doing something crazy. On this one? Because we used to play this song. Kirk, remember this one? We did this with Corpuside all the time? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's literally just, like, moving his hands up and down on the strings and going... It's, like a fucking DJ would on a it's turntable. interesting. He, yeah. he makes it... And it's fun to do. ...an interesting sound, because no one else sounds like that. He has his own style, for yeah. sure. He'll build, like, kill switches in it and, like, little buttons so he can be, like... He'll get feedback and get that sound, and then, but he'll do a kill switch, so it'll be like... It's really fucking cool. Yeah. But there's some people in the guitar world, they're like, oh, he just does tricks. And it's like, dude, not everybody has to play 82 notes in a fucking 15 seconds in a... F major DeLorean scale or whatever the fuck. <laughs> if it was good, DeLorean. it sounded cool. Yeah. Dorian, sorry. <laughs> you like the car? DeLorean scale. I, I said F major DeLorean scale. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful in all terms. But, like, some people get lost in the whole, like, musical part of it and just forget, like, it served the song. It made the song. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. need to show off his fucking talents. Who cares if it doesn't sound like Ingve Malmsteen? Yeah, this no, is awesome. No one wants to sit around and jam to Ingve. <laughs> Nerds yeah. do. Yeah, but yeah, this was so fun to do live. And the bass got people moving. Yeah, they always got really good bass. Yeah, that's like the funk sound more. Do you remember that band? You probably don't, because you never remember any of the bands we played. Oh, now we're talking about my memory. Yeah, my memory's awful too. I'm telling you, I will listen to it more than once. You need to listen to the Eminem first podcast. And I will. I'll, I'll be waiting your text. I will. Um, I don't remember where we went, but nobody came to the show. But we watched this band that was kind of like Rage Against the Machine, and they were called Punch Funk Love. Yeah, I do kind of remember that. And they played a song called like Batman. That's, I just remember that. Yeah, I can't. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> you know what we got paid on for that show? No sodas. Four sodas. The guy was going to charge me for them because we all wanted a soda, and it was going to be two dollars. And he was like, 
you guys put on such a hell of a show, just take them. And there was <laughs> nobody there. It was bands for the bands. It's like, goddamn right, you better give me that and soda. They were from New York, I think. And they <laughs> we stayed after, and we we sat in our van, and they sat in their van, and they had really good weed. <laughs> and they were passing it. <laughs> Back and forth to the van. And the owner was looking out the window the whole time. And he was real religious. Oh, wow. I thought we were going to get in trouble, but we didn't. It was good times. I kind of remember the van thing. I don't remember the owner. But fuck Well, that guy. you wouldn't have dealt with that guy anyway. You weren't. It was either Adam or I. Oh, dealt yeah. With that I kind was, of shit. Yeah, I was not dealing with things. And then eventually it was Adam, and it was way cooler for me. Wait a minute. Do we have a investigative action going on right here? Okay, so I have the part of the episode. <laughs> she already found it. Oh, thank you, Michelle. <laughs> the judge okay. and jury is here. I brought it up. Oh, my God. We're good. We're fine. Oh, my God. You're a dramatic. Oh, my God. Maybe it isn't the part. Hold on. Right. Let me, right. let me continue looking. It should be towards the end, right? It is. Yeah, it is, but. This is riveting podcasting. Well, you guys should maybe have another conversation. <laughs> Just have a fucking conversation while I'm looking. That's why. When did you first hear of Rage? Do you remember uh, your first like, whoa, what's that? I can't remember exactly, but I remember thinking that Know Your Enemy from the first album was like the greatest song in the world. Oh, yeah. that's That album is fucking oh, awesome, yeah, too. Oh, yeah. I love the whole album. But, man, like his guitar solo on that song is fucking ridiculous. I believe uh, Maynard's on that song as well. Is he? Yeah. Maynard made a lot of appearances back in the day on yeah, 90s shit. Do you remember that, you know that song, uh, Bullet in Your Head? Oh, yeah. Do you Were you <laughs> at the Battle of the Bands where uh, Daniel Beasley had his band and they performed Bullet in Your Head and they made him... They said they couldn't oh, you perform the song. On your head. And they changed the yeah. mullet on your head. Yeah. You got a mullet on your head! <laughs> but then, like... Daniel straight up told me, like, the first chorus, he made sure he went, you got a mullet on your head, and real, like, made sure he made it sound like that, and then from then on, he just screamed bullet in your head, because, yeah. fuck it, what are they going to do by then? You already played the song, and it's a high school, middle school battle of the bands, who cares if they kick you out? Yeah. You're legends if they fucking kick you out, really. Yeah, that's true. And they, they weren't listening after the first time anyway. They're like, oh, no. okay, he, he's abiding. He's abiding the rules. And then the rest of the time, they're tuning it out, they're like, oh, that's noise, that's awful. Oh, yeah. That shit I remember, was so uh, fun. I remember this battle of the bands where I, I did a rap thing, and the the one guy oh, gave yeah. me the, a score of zero for being unoriginal, and I was like the <laughs> only one that like did rap in the first place. Wrote all my own material. Yeah, was, <laughs> like I made the beats myself. Wrote all the lyrics myself. Did like was the only one that did that genre of music. And you were the one who was original. And I have no originality just because I chose rap as a genre. That's that, bullshit. That judge is a fucktard. That's bullshit. You know right. who won that battle of bands, right? <laughs> <laughs> this guy right here. I don't remember what band. Though. Yeah, what iteration of the? What was the uh, that? Was that? probably was Father that? Thrash. Yeah, right. Was, was Neil drumming? No, Neil. Evans? Neil drummed for the the Daniel band. Okay, guys. David, Klingerman. that was the one though where Kent was drinking out of the gas can. Oh well, that would have been that would have been early Corpuscide. But that was before I was in the band. Though. Yeah. Was just, that would have been super early Corpuscide. That was a good show. That was a really I good show. I have it. It's Michelle lined up. Michelle has figured it out. <laughs> and I did actually hear what the number is. Okay. So I'm interested to let this unravel. Or so here we go. This last week. Here we go. Kirk, how many times did you listen to this album? 
I actually only listened to it one time. I, I just know this album so well. Kurt got one listen. Well, there's somebody and, who listened uh, to it once. I pretty much got everything I needed to out of it. Yeah, but mm. How many times so, with I albums like this? No, we, yeah, still. Like that, we know we both you, listened to it a lot. Kirk like, was one. He thought it was more than that. Really listened to it that much. He thought I was one during the week. I know because like, we've listened to it our entire lives. It's just coming though. Yeah, it's it's like a refresher. Eventually, after this, easy, you know? me yeah, talking yeah, over you guys talking. Pressure on it. Mm. It's like riding a bike. Well, I listened to it about two and a half times, which is half under my uh, minimum, but again, I've listened to this so many we times. We all fell short. This. So I was fine. Sam, how many times did you meet your um, your seven listeners? Here we go. Minimum? Okay, I think I got I think I got three. Wait, how many are we counting not this one that we just listened to? We never count this okay. one. Two. Two. <laughs> two. <laughs> two. <laughs> oh so Sam, Sam listened to it more than you did, Kirk. <laughs> But he doesn't need to. Yeah, I've but I've heard it hundreds up. of times. No, I know. I understand. All right. So I only did one more than what you said. I just think that's funny. So, I've yeah. listened to it like 10 times since. You should have no, done you haven't. No, you haven't. <laughs> You're a fucking liar. I didn't even listen to it my full three times, so I fucked up too. Guess how many times I've listened to the new Slipknot album? Uh-oh. Once. No. Twice. No. Three times. No. I don't know, man. 72? No. no. <laughs> Four. Four for real. I didn't give up on it. I'm still not a fan, but I didn't give up I on mean, it. I mean, it's not the same Slipknot, but I enjoy it. But I'm making the point on that album that I didn't just one and done. No, I tried. No. I tried. I, tried and died. And I, next uh, I'm going to listen to the new Tool album, and I'm probably going to hate it the whole time. But Beth likes I'm it. I'm just going to be bored. I know Beth's been enjoying Beth, it. Beth, do you like Lateralis in 10,000 Days? Yeah. Well, if you like... I don't like that. Will I like this one? Well, then I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> <laughs> the songs are all interchangeable. So, yeah, all here's another yeah. 12 minutes of the same groove. I enjoy some tool, Walking but... Down. I've been, I've been underwhelmed. <laughs> Feeling so lonely. Coming to a spider's eyes. Looking for a laundry. <laughs> I love fucking uh, opiate undertow and uh, I don't know how you say it. Anima. 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 symbol name. I like that one. I'm sitting on my sack. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like let's, Randy Marsh. Let's move along to the last <laughs> single, Vietnam. Yeah, I love this song. I love his drum tone. Brad Wilk. Yes. Who has been dating Juliet Lewis for years. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. The bass player, what's his name? That is Tim Comerford, also known as Tim, Tim Bob. Bob. That's right, Tim Bob. That's the dude that climbed the uh, thing at the awards. Show, really? Right? It was that guy? Yeah. Pretty sure the dude has all the, the black tattooed arms. They're all just completely black. Yeah. yeah, he's the dude that climbed that thing and sat up on top of it. There's uh, certain times that I hate it and certain times that I love it. Snare tones that have that extra ring still left in it. Oh, yeah. You hear it? It's like a natural. Re- they don't even really add reverb. It's just like. 
just get the snare ring in there. Sometimes I love it, sometimes I hate it. I love it on this album. Kick drum sounds so fucking good, so punchy. It doesn't sound like a metal kick drum where it's like at super high end. It sounds like just a well-tuned, good kick drum. Yeah, yeah. Everything's nicely in the pocket. I really think this album's cool because to me this was more like a hip-hop album. I mean, they're using instruments to make the noises, but you could picture a lot of these songs as being like a beat or something. Oh, yeah, easy. I mean, this is a rap album disguised as a metal album. How would you call it metal? Well, not necessarily, but... I feel like metal's even too cheesy for this. Yeah. They're sort of a genre-defying group. (laughs) Imagine imagine if it all sounded like this, but, like, Zach wore, like, gauntlets with spikes coming off of it of, like, corpse paint all the time. Oh, no. (laughs) And he introduced songs like this. This one's called People of the Sun. <laughs> I don't know. I probably if the songs were still the same. Otherwise, I'd still love it. It'd be more like it'd be more like a Guar thing, though, because then it's like about the character as well. But the songs are just great, so it doesn't matter. This is a good riff album. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, they always had great riffs. Tom. Yeah, I wonder how many of it, how much of it's Tom, and how much of it's uh, Tim Bob. Yeah, because the bass lines are their own thing. And a lot of times, the bass line and the guitar will start matching each other. Like the bass line will still do it for the verse, and then the chorus is just like the guitar doing that line with them, yeah. or the pre-chorus is. So I mean, it could easily have been written by the bass player, and then Morello just goes like. I would sound fucking cool if I'm with you on that one. Yeah, they probably just write their own parts. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, too. And then Tom might just be like, here. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, if they're jamming together in, you know, in the same room and start playing the bass line, then Tom can come in and just mess around over top of it, and next thing you know, you got a song. I heard a story about the first album. It might be researchable, but oh, I don't know. Oh, that's my favorite part. Here it goes. Oh, this... Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, that is cool. He's got such good, interesting tones. It only happens right there. <laughs> yeah. A little flavor. A little flavor. A little seasoning sprinkle on there. It's Frank Zappa called it's uh, putting the eyebrows on it. Seasoning's in the gumbo. Seasoning's in the gumbo. Seasoning's in the sauce. <laughs> yeah, you got to put that sauce on uh, But I heard a story about the first album. It might be common knowledge, but that they got their friends that just sit inside the studio room with them and they just play live and it was just like a big jam session you know what I've heard the same story to get the energy which would be really cool yeah yeah that's a good idea actually you feed off the energy of the you crowd. do make sure people just don't like don't hit anything and just groove with us you know cause it's not like you have to be crazy and listen to rage that's another cool thing you can get fucking crazy or you can just sit back and groove no matter how crazy they get, you can still just be like, ah, oh, it's still just yeah, a head yeah. bobber. But you can also go run around in a circle with 180 sweaty dudes, half of them not wearing a shirt. I feel like... And two girls that somehow are stronger than you. <laughs> Don't get it. What were you going to say, Michelle? 
I feel like I w- that would be a fun place to get into a fucking mosh pit. A rage show? It would be a rage show. Yeah, I bet it'd be pretty fucking rough. You know what the... Good. Have you ever seen a mosh pit, Michelle? Like a live? <clears throat> yeah. Where at? Foo Fighters? I'm sure there was one there. I don't know. I can't remember that. That's been so many years. Huh. I bet there was one at Foo Fighters. Wouldn't you think so? Certain songs? I don't yeah. know. If they played the old stuff. I mean, you know, Dave Grohl is like a metalhead, so... Yeah, he just screamed the entire time. It was great. Yeah, that's what Michelle said. She said he didn't really like... It was less singy, right? Less singy, much more screamy. Which would be really cool in my I, opinion. I love old Foo Fighters, but now the problem I have with them is they're trying very hard to not sound like the Foo Fighters. I still so think got they still these... sound like them, though. Yeah, well, they put like a couple songs on there, but then the rest of it's just, you know, middle of the road, radio rock. And yeah. they have all these songs that they wrote that they're not putting out because they don't want to be like too much like the Foo Fighters. And it's like, that's why people love you. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> God damn it. God damn it, Bobby. <laughs> that Dave Grohl boy ain't right. I I had a point I was gonna say and I don't also, remember it. Propane and propane something about Dave Grohl is the inspiration for Slave Troll, by the so way. Bad. Something about oh. Slave Troll. Yeah, yeah, my band Slave Troll that it hasn't culminated yet. He writes songs under the moniker Slave Troll, it's which probably, I guess comes from Dave Grohl. It's probably just gonna be a song called Slave Troll. I probably won't. <laughs> I probably won't call the band that. But I do have the Slave Troll theme song, which is amazing. <laughs> Slave Troll. Slave Troll. <laughs> Slave Troll comes to take oh. your life. Slave Troll comes to rape your wife. Whoa. Slave Troll crushes like earthquake. Why is this happening? Slave Troll lives to eat more steak. Slave Troll. Slave Troll. Yeah, well, I won't sing the whole thing, but that's a little taste for you. I think I'm good. I had to turn that halfway down. <laughs> you grabbed the microphone and everything like you were at a show. You got to do it with authority. The taste that I got got spit into a napkin and thrown in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> then it was perfect. It's been a while. Has it been, a, been while a while since uh, <laughs> rape has been brought up on the podcast? Rape murder! It's not it's just the, a child alone. I have a few songs involved in the while. topic. But Why? It's, all just, it's just in good fun. Kirk. He's getting raped. I don't think actual rape is funny, God Michelle. God damn it. Who's actually getting raped? Women every time, right? Not always, no. No, he does have no, a song the, where a guy gets yeah, in the, the butt. The one is the guy getting raped in jail. Okay. As long as it's fucking equal rape, I guess. Yeah, he's equal rape. <laughs> Kirk, I've always got, known Kirk to be Kirk equal rape. Kirk is rape for all. Rape he got, for all. He got, in, he got thrown in jail for fisting a girl, though. That was the fist rape song. That's a fuck. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Is that like sodomy? What is that? God, can we just move on? It probably falls under the umbrella of sodomy. Now we're on a tangent again. Yeah. I don't and ever want to be under an umbrella. Well. No. First of all, you said umbrella of sodomy. That has to be addressed. Sounds like a good song. I like it. No, I think that's all we I need like to say. it. Umbrella of sodomy. I just didn't know that anyone in general could go to jail for fisting someone. I didn't know that that was a I thing. Wrote, I wrote it's that a, song in high school. I didn't put this much thought into it. It's a song it. called it was just, Fist Rape. It was just funny to me. Oh, wait. This isn't a real thing. This is just a story in your song. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking that it was inspired by someone no, who no, no. was arrested for fisting someone. And I was like, how the fuck is that? <laughs> no. Is that like illegal? No, this is I've from the mind, this. This is from the mind of, of a high school age Kirk. <laughs> You've never heard of the fisting bandit? <laughs> Maxon Holmes and fists. His name is. He insists. Oh my God, Kirk. So sometimes your volume is down here, and then the next time, oh, it's yeah. way up there. My God, I wish I had a revolver so I could shoot myself in the face right now. Or Kirk. 
<laughs> coincidentally, the name of the song is Revolver. That's they, the whole point. I know, I know. That's why I said... Kirk. I was going to say thank you. Jesus she's fucking Christ. For segue. <laughs> the segue was gone and done. <laughs> By the way, thanks for giving the computer here today. <laughs> thank you, Kirk. We're so grateful. <laughs> oh, I'll just shut up. Please no, don't. you're, you're here, here to here talk. talk. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> this is like Spacey. This is Kevin Spacey. Yeah, it's like Steve Miller band for a minute. It is phone. like Steve See, Miller See, I feel band. like a, a Beck beat is gonna start dropping right I before that. Too. I can see that. Yeah. Ah, this is fucking good, man. They got such heavy, bluesy grooves for days. It's riff monsters, dude. Yeah, yeah. It just makes you want to bang your head. It's memorable. They get stuck in your head. Yeah. I instantly recognize this song. That's why I love guitar riffs and not just the chugga 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 all the time. I like all, a lot of these new bands don't even write guitar riffs anymore. That's why I think Rage's sound is so identifiable. And the riff, absolutely. The riff is what makes it heavy. It doesn't matter how much distortion or volume you have. Yes, it's the riff that yes. makes it heavy. Alice Cooper said that. That's why you can listen to old like Jethro Tull and and just be like, God damn, this is metal as fuck. He's right. You know how I call Graham from Fenrir, Ian Anderson, all the time. Yes. Uh, this last time I played that show for him, I was like, do you know why I call you Ian Anderson? Do you even know who that is? And he was like, yeah, the guy from Jethro Tull. I actually saw him like two months ago. It was fucking heavy, dude. <laughs> and he's like a heavy metal guy. Like so he gets metal. it? Yeah. He's not offended or anything? No. I was like, by the way, I love Ian Anderson, so I don't mean it in any way. Like, in fact, negative I'm way. jealous that I don't look like 70s Ian Anderson. I wish I could have wild hair like you and just be a maniac. <laughs> My hair is so fucking straight that when I grew it out, it would just fall right down. That's funny, because a lot of people have the opposite problem. And want the other way. Right, right. It's funny how life is. My dad had an afro, but he caught a perm to achieve it. <laughs> you imagine a red afro? Oh, uh, yeah. Sounds beautiful. It probably was. I've only seen pictures... I've seen a picture I've of seen him. Red-headed afros. Is that what Carrot Top does? He gets perm. I think his is natural. That's pretty wild. I think he's just a natural ghoulish man. <laughs> <laughs> he's just trying to better himself, Sam. I'm sure he's a fine guy. Don't knock a man down. Oh, he's cheesy when it comes to his comedy. I bet he's a total douche in real life. He kind of is. <laughs> he's a little bit of. I think he's known to be kind of a firecracker. Really? You know that red temper that you talk about all the all yes. the time? He's probably one of those guys that's just salty because people don't respect him. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> I paid my dues. And then he pulls out props <laughs> to try and convince them to like him. And they're like, no, this is why I don't like you. <laughs> he's like, come on. Pull out another prop. And he pulls out like a phone with a chicken attached to it. And he's like, click, click, click. The phone's ringing for you. You don't like this? <laughs> and we're like, we don't even get it. It's not a pun or anything. And he's like, I know. Uh, I ran out of puns. I'm just gluing shit to shit. <laughs> That's got high ratings in the kindergarten. <laughs> They're killing the K through three. Yeah, that, that demographic is on <laughs> lot, son. Revolver. There's Tom I like again. That. I like that noise. I, so he's. I think he's rubbing the. 
uh, just pulling the pick on the string. You know what I'm saying? Very deliberate. Yeah, very slowly. And he might even be pulling his whammy bar down to get it even lower, so it sounds even deeper. Yeah. I love whammy bars, but they're such a fucking pain in the ass to deal with. Guitar goes out of tune? Guitar, yeah, all the time. It's like... It seems like they're worth to have if you have a guitar tech. <laughs> and, you just, and you just with a whammy bar. <laughs> you just hand it to him and go f- tune it again. Or you just have one of those rack-mounted tuners that keeps your guitar in tune even if it's technically not in tune. So it's like an auto tune for a guitar signal, huh? Yeah, like no matter what, the signal coming from there is. Sorry, I'll speak into the mic next time. <laughs> what were you saying? Oh yeah, if you have one of those rack-mounted things, um, your guitar can go out of tune, but it won't sound like it, because the signal is going to stay what it's supposed to be, because it just knows that digitally somehow. So it's pretty awesome. So, does it know when you're doing bends, and you might potentially be trying to go out of key? Oh yeah, that's going to be fine. They're so tight together, too. It's like not only the songs written well, it's they're all just very tight, very tight together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell that you actually play at a lot of fucking shows, a yeah. lot of practice, or maybe just a lot of shows because I know when we've been on tour and when I'm doing a lot of Jello shows, by the time you've played five times, yeah, you're, just, you're super fucking tight. Yeah, and it's the shit. Yeah, they're just well produced albums as well. Whoever did the production did a really good job. Yeah, you're right. I don't know who did. I never pay attention to production or anything like that. I really should. I usually look, but I I don't know who did it on this album. Well, if you want, you can feel free to do that. I'm going to move on to the next song, Snake Charmer. Let's do it. Let's charm my snake. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. I'm just filling time Cause they're not talking So it's all up to me uh, To come up with my own song On top of this song So we don't get flagged So they don't get mad So we don't get charged I'm So we don't get barred I'm waiting for the first artist To contact us Like BMG Music Group Like you cannot do this Cause yeah. we do Bullshit ass the, we can't We play the whole fucking album yeah, well, but we talk over it. It's that's true. Again, if you're listening to our podcast to hear an album, you fucked up. That's not a great choice right. in order to like hear the album for what it is. And if anyone's listening to this right now, I would like to say that I know a few people who have started listening to a certain artist because of this fucking podcast. So we're doing you a fucking favor. <laughs> yeah, this is free promo, baby. Yeah, yeah. suck it, Lars. You know all those people, Lars. That's the yeah. <laughs> hey, we did do Metallica. We did do Metallica. That would be the, the band to come after us. What uh, what album was that? Lars's, Kill them all. Yeah, Lars's butt's always tied up tight, so well, you never know. Luckily, we only have a million listeners, so. Oh my God, you're so ridiculous. Nothing. That's nothing. <laughs> yeah, because we don't even have that. It's a drop in the pan. We have a million minus nine hundred ninety-nine. I can't do math. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, like, we 87 even... less people. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, hey, do you want to know who produced this album? Yes, I do. Brendan O'Brien. 
What did Brandon O'Brien also do? I don't know. He might do a bunch of albums that you actually really like. Yeah, yeah. Find out. Brandon O'Brien. I love this song because it uses that that little guitar tone. Yeah. In the middle of a riff. It's not like he's just going like... He's going... It's a little more... It's more skill to put that in the middle of a riff. It's pretty cool. I like the distortion they throw in his voice when he's getting angrier and louder. So angry. Speaking of voice distortion, I remember listening to Slipknot in my mom's car when I was younger, when that first album came out. Like with her? Yeah, she would let me play certain albums in the car. She would have liked some of the heavy metal when they weren't cursing. But uh, Your mom does like rock music in general. So, I remember... Corey Taylor from Slipknot was screaming and of course now I listen to it there's obvious vocal distortion on the track Yeah. but at the time my mom was like I don't know it sounds weird like they added something on it and I remember Kent and I both just being like no mom he's doing it with his voice (laughs) getting offended and it turns out she was right yeah yeah, she was totally right there's always something done to a professionally produced album like everything goes under the knife that's how they get that sound there's no way around that I would love to hear the dry takes. While they're probably strong and the input source was good, but, it's not going to be the same anywhere but, near. Yeah, but even to get a take that's ready to have effects put on it is a lot of work. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. Okay, so listen, this Brendan O'Brien guy, he's Does worked he... with such artists as Stone Temple Pilots, Pearl yeah. Jam, Bob Dylan, Neil Young, Bruce Springsteen, ACDC, wow. Aerosmith, Red Hot Chili Peppers, some guys, what? some Italian guy's name I can't pronounce. Soundgarden, Audio Slave, Rage Against the Machine, Black Crows, Incubus, Train, The Killers, Seether, Kansas, King's X, The Offspring, Corn, The Fray, Wolf Mother, Gaslight Anthem, Mastodon, Third Day, Lifehouse, Pantera. Third Day? Pantera. Third Day is a Jesus band. And My Chemical Romance. This guy has... This guy's resume is insane. His studio career was propelled by the success of the first Black Crows album, Shake Your Moneymaker. The following year, he produced and mixed Stone Temple Pilots' debut album, Core, and nice. engineered and mixed Red Hot Chili Peppers' breakthrough album, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Oh, oh that's God. a great album. He went on to produce and mix nearly the entire catalog of Stone Temple Pilots and Pearl Jam. Whoa, so this guy is, like, responsible for 90s sound yes. that we're into. Yeah, this guy rules. <laughs> and, and not only that, he played a bunch of instruments on a lot of people's albums, too. He really? Was, yeah, he was, like... Yeah, I, can't find the part where I was talking about that. I was kind of skipping around, but yeah, well, this shit. guy, this guy rules. Thank you, Brendan O'Brien. We love you. <laughs> yeah, this, that's a lot of names. It, it wasn't even like lower. There was no lower name. The lowest name I heard on there was King's X. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> third day. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, third day. I don't know about that. But my mom loves oh, them. They're a contemporary Christian More band. More like oh, third yeah. day. <laughs> Sounds about right. I kind of got to take a third day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to listen to one more song, and then we're going to take a break. Great. Sounds good. Sounds good. This is Tire Me. And this is right under three minutes, so... This is a shorter song for them. This has a lot of angst. 
in this song. Well, don't you poop on my face. <laughs> Get it in my eyes. <laughs> nice brown surprise. <laughs> Kirk's my rhyming buddy. Oh, yeah. oh, remember the, uh, the the rhyming game? Oh, yeah. I still think about it every once in a while. What do you call it when uh, someone poops on your head? Let's see. What do you call it? So the goal is you find it rhymes. Both words rhyme. So what do you call it when someone poops on your head? Ah, oh, man, what's the one? The fun I, part of this game is you come up with ones that the other person didn't think Yeah. Of. I was going to say a noggin toboggan, but that doesn't work. <laughs> no, I think, I think we came up with noggin login one time. <laughs> the last time. I've asked you this one before, and you said crap cap. Crap, crap cap. cap. That's a good one. Well, the one I'm going for was brown crown. Brown, oh, brown crown. crown. Give him the old brown crown, huh? Crap I was cap. like cranium, geranium. Like I couldn't come up with fucking anything. <laughs> yeah, that's a really fun game. You guys have played that for years. Oh yeah. Well, we used to work at the same pizza place twice. I got that right? from a, a yeah. book. There was some two different pizza places. I can't remember what the book was called, but the kid in the book played this game, and the example they gave was, uh, "What do you call a smelly hobo?" And the answer is a fragrant vagrant. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that's pretty slick. It sure is. Oh, I like this part. I want to wear a pair of dark sunglasses. I want to be Jackie. Oh, 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 oh! Please don't die. By the way, that was an awesome picture at Skatopia in the back of that fucking car. I don't remember. <laughs> hey, there's the a microphone. <laughs> You're sitting in the back of that fucking car, and I can't. One of you was like this, oh. and the other one was standing over you like. Oh, the uh, the cassette Skatopia. They routine, routinely burned people's cars. They, they were volunteered most oh, yeah. of the time. 80% of the time they were volunteered. And, <laughs> this uh, car had the top. And this car was just ripped completely off of demolished. Burned. And yeah, you're right. Adam and I recreated the uh, yeah. JFK, Jackie O. Good times. Trying to pick up pieces of his brain instance. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Good times. Good times picking up brains. <laughs> I liked it. I'm picking up brains. I'm picking up brains. Break me off a piece of a big old things poop. that's better left. Picking up brains. brains. We're break gonna take a break. Break time. Break We're gonna. Time. I think yourself, Sam fool. might actually poop this time because he was talking about it earlier. Nope. Are you gonna poop? Nope. You're not gonna poop. I'm gonna hold it till the end of the night. Well, if you have to, is the only sensation. And you need help. Kirk is here. Sam can poop. Because he needs more fiber. That's oh, yeah. why you're here to pull it out We're with your Kirk fingers. We're going to ask about the Metamucil when we get back. Do I look like Bobby Brown? No, you look like Tate. Bobby Brown goes down. No, you know you know how he helped Whitney take a poo when she was constipated, and he reached up in her butthole and pulled the poo out. You, know, you haven't heard the story? This is a true story. It's a rock and roll legend. Makes sense. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. <laughs> This episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by Green Beans Feeling stringy?
Well, I reckon you motherfuckers best be getting some green beans, you goddamn sons of bitches. They're stringy. And they're beany. Green beans! Presenting to you! Hello, this is JT Strickles, and this is Talkin' Pickles. Talking pickles. Yeah, talking pickles. Let's talk pickles. Ooh. Yes, everyone, welcome, welcome to the first episode of Talking Pickles with me, the one and only Pickle Maestro, JT Strickles of the Strickles Pickles Company. That's right. I'm here to talk about dills. I'm here to talk about sweets. I'm here to talk about those little mini ones that you gotta reach your fingers in and try to grab and they're whole. Basically anything that has to do with vinegar and a cucumber, I'm here to talk about. But of course, I'm not gonna do this alone. I brought a guest today. You may know him already from some commercials and a very famous podcast listened to by millions called The Couple of Critics Podcast. This man is known as... Abraham Goddamn Lincoln. Yes, yes, hello, it's me, Abraham Goddamn Lincoln. Well, thanks again for doing this first little mini episode yeah. of Talking Pickles. Yeah, no problem, even though I really uh, don't like pickles. Well, what do you mean you don't like pickles? Yeah, I mean, I don't like pickles. I mean, it's just soaked in vinegar. It's fucking disgusting. What the hell are you doing on the Talking Pickles podcast? Yeah, I don't know. I figured you needed a fucking oh hand. I'm very famous, you know. I own a crack emporium on Interstate 75. And not to mention, I was a president. Oh, I mean, what the hell are we going to talk about if you don't like pickles? Yeah, I mean, uh, we can talk about how fucking gross pickles are, I guess. Oh. But I don't think that really helps your oh. cause, does it? Of course it doesn't help my cause. <laughs> Look, man, my life is in fucking sambles here. Mm. I'm an alcoholic. My mm. wife is about to leave me. I'm pretty sure she's going to take the pickle company. Mm. I was hoping this last stretch of maybe that little podcast in the middle of another podcast was going to get my ship sailing. But instead, I invited a fucking crackhead onto the podcast, and everything's fucking Whoa. ruined. Whoa, wait That's a minute. Right. Whoa. Right. Uh, wait, shut up. No, I'm not going to shut up. I said shut up. Oh. You called me a crackhead. Yep. I am insulted. Are you insulted? You sell and smoke crack for a goddamn living. Of course you're a crackhead. Mm. Well, yeah, I guess you got me pegged there, don't yep. you? Yep. <laughs> sorry about getting a little crazy there. Oh, I'm sorry about getting a little crazy, too. I, mm. Like I said, I am an alcoholic, so I got to... <laughs> Tendency to fly right off the handle. Yeah, you lost your shit, but whatever. That's talking pickles with JT Strickles. This is my podcast. You can't handle fucking thing. Yeah, well, I think I just did, didn't I, you little bitch? Oh! I knocked him cold out. Good night. Pickles. Talking pickles. Yeah, talking pickles. Let's talk pickles. And we is a back. We're back. Hi. 
Hello. Ha, 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 hi. I am Sam. Still, that's Michelle. Still, that is Kirk. Yeah, I'm still here, too. Yeah. Couple of Critics Podcast. We are reviewing... A couple of critics and one giant asshole. Evil Empire by Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder which one's the asshole. I was insinuating could, myself, but... It could easily be any of us. <laughs> I think I'm an asshole more we're than We're all anybody. critics and we're all assholes. <clears throat> Three asshole critics. <laughs> Crit dicks. Crit dicks. How do you spell C-R-I-D-I-C-K-S? Yeah. Crit dicks. Not the show, though. Anyway. A couple of crit dicks. That might not get us as much uh, attention if we call ourselves dicks. Have you started your Metamucil yet, Kirk? No. Are you still going to do it? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to give it a try. Let me know it how might it help. goes. It might actually help. I hopefully it does. Have you bought any yet? No. Well, make sure you go to the fiber section, because that's right where it's located. And make sure you... (laughs) You want me to pick you up some, Sam? No, I want you to snort it, because I read that's the best way to ingest it. You're a fucking liar. (laughs) Again. Straight up the nose, straight through the ass. I'm not snorting anything that isn't drugs. I mean, it is technically drugs. Yeah, man. It's just like legal drugs. It's that good fiber, bro. There are vitamins in there. Get somebody to blow it into your asshole with a straw. And I don't snort vitamins, so... You don't? Nope. Huh. How do you how do you stay healthy and alive? <laughs> how do you ingest vitamins? I put, I put them straight up my butt. That's the direct way. Ow! I just got like you a don't pain even in my asshole. Up. You just, you just like I'm watching a horror straight, movie and someone cut off an arm Fred in my Flintstone arm. In your butt. I suppository oh everything. It's the only way. What just happened to you? It's like if you're watching a horror movie and someone gets their arm cut off and then you can like feel a phantom pain in your arm. I had like a jolt of pain in my asshole when he said things about putting stuff in his butt. I don't know what it was. It was weird. My legs like kicked up. I was just like, I was, it was fucking weird. Jesus Christ. It really grossed me out. There's blood everywhere. <laughs> it gave me a physical reaction. It clearly left its mark all over the place. I mean, it gave me a physical reaction too, but more like an erection. <laughs> I figured. That usually happens when there's at least a little blood. I need a whole lot of blood to get off. That's why we need to make sure the kids never get hurt around here. Because you're going to have some awkward times with the kids. I don't get off with kid blood. Just pig blood. Well, not getting off, but they might be like, Uncle Sam, why are your pants sticking out? It's too small. No one would ever notice. some things about life you got to learn one day. Is that also a ginger trait? What, a small wiener? Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. I've never looked at any other ginger's wiener. <laughs> really? Really? Never? Well, I don't think there's. Every, no. t- every time he passes a redhead guy on the street, he says, "Hey, man, you want to compare sizes?" <laughs> hey, what up, brother? <laughs> there's nothing weird about it, man. Just, just want to know what we're working with. You know, they just stop, and he's like, "Are we brothers?" And he goes, and he, and then he flops out, and he's like, "Yeah." <clears throat> we don't even have to say words. We just. We just meet and contact eyes. Just flop it out. And we just go. <clears throat> and then. They they flop themselves <laughs> yeah, out? Yeah, it's weird. It's like the zipper oh opens itself. And it just comes out. And then we hold hands, like both hands. We this hold getting... each other. It's because you got to be cock strong. And then we. <laughs> cock strong. You have penis pants. Penis pants? Tell the, penis pants. Tell the cock strong story. 
Because he's cockstrong. Uh, cockstrong. All right, so my friend Nicholas Peters was going to let me borrow a digital camera. <laughs> And he was like, hey, meet me at uh, McDonald's. And I said, no problem, man. I need this digital camera to film me doing stupid shit so we can put it up on the, the internet before YouTube and all that stuff existed. And I think that might have been what I filmed myself peeing my pants in, too, for him. But anyway. Nice. Now that I said that, I that sounds like that. sick and sexual. Did he do that as a sexual thing, or did he just want footage of a guy... Peeing his pants. I don't know. I got a question for Nick. Anyway. Not, it's, uh, if it is weird, you know it's not a, something he's ever offered he's up. He's a weird guy. I could see it. Uh, so. I love we, Nick Peters, by the way. If you're listening, fucking love you, bro. Yes. Um, we all love you, Nick Peters. Absolutely. And did you want to fuck me then? Is that what that about? <laughs> Whoa. I think it was. He's like, piss your pants. I threw those dirty pee pants under the. Uh, porch because I for some reason didn't think I could just put them in the laundry and my mom would wash them. I think. Are you trying to go viral with that? I think. No. What got me, Sam? Yeah. Was when you met my dad, and then you guys did that weird ginger thing where you like locked eyes and then like your penises came out, and then I was just like, okay, this <laughs> is the guy for me. Well, I didn't even finish that. Then we hold hands and then we <laughs> spin in a circle really quick. You didn't finish the cockstrong story. It was just and getting then, good. And then. <laughs> See, that extends your wiener at full length when you're doing such centrifugal force or centrip. I don't know what the word is. Eccentrifugal force. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it centrifugal? Yeah. Okay, why are you covering the microphone? Because, there? He's, supposed to be talking? because he's not <laughs> confident Cause, cause in giving I, that answer. Because I bumped into it. So, I kind so of grabbed it. but yeah, then your wiener gets as long as possible and then you compare. But then, Cockstrong story. Yes, yes. McDonald's. <laughs> We get there. We eat. He gives me the camera. We're getting ready to leave. I have a mohawk, right? Oh, it's yeah, sticking up like with fucking Jello, unflavored gelatin. It's been up for two days probably. And this guy walks <laughs> Just in. Just like your erection. <laughs> this guy stumbles in with this very unattractive lady. He's very unattractive himself. Big gray beard and looks all haggard. Sounds fine to me. He walks in. And I'm about to go out, and he's like, hey, where were you going? I'm like, oh, what? Where are you going? You stay right here. I'm going to the bathroom. You sit down. And I was like, uh, okay. The fact that you didn't run <laughs> out, know, out is I insane. Just, was just thinking the same thing. Like, for some reason, I didn't leave, and Nick and I sat down. Oh, because you had to see where You guys needed content. And he came, yeah, you're right. He came back out. And asked me a whole bunch of questions. I don't really remember what all of them were, but... Oh, yeah, I forgot. We were also talking to these high school girls. We were in high school, too. And uh, they were sitting on the left, and we were sitting with this guy and his girlfriend. And he's like, yeah, uh, I'm in an open relationship with her. And then she goes, do you know what an open relationship is? That means he's my husband and my boyfriend's out in the truck. <laughs> and the guy goes, yeah, he's passed out in the truck. That fucking day. We've been drinking all day. And then he's the whole time he's looking over at these high school girls. He's like, hey, how old are you? <laughs> and then proceeds to tell Nick and I that in life we need to be cockstrong. And what cockstrong was, you go into any scenario and you just take charge. Cockstrong. He just kept saying, You gotta be cockstrong, boys. Right, girls? How old are you? You gotta be cockstrong. Cockstrong. <laughs> that fucker out of the truck. He's a fucking drunk. <laughs> you gotta be cockstrong, boys. I wish you had your <laughs> song that you wrote. Ah, <laughs> fuck him in the butt. And, and then, 
He goes, he goes, give me a fish sandwich. <laughs> and he grabbed a fish sandwich off her tray, put it on his tray, and then said, give me your fish sandwich again. This is how I remember it. And reached his hand down, like, towards her, like, crotch. And then by then, the girls started leaving, and we were all just like, oh, this is our avenue, and we had left. And then uh, <laughs> that's the cockstrong story. Just some weird guy telling me I had to be cockstrong. Never saw him again in my life. But then you wrote a song about him. Yeah, it went like, you gotta be cockstrong. Go to McDonald's. Cockstrong. Try to hassle the girls. <laughs> yeah. God, I wish I could remember every detail, because that was a fun, fun time. We were there for like 40 fucking minutes talking to this random stranger, telling me to be cockstrong over and over and over again. That man loves fish. All because I had a mohawk. Yeah. Give me a fish sandwich. Give me a fish sandwich. So was he fingering her in front of you guys? I think that was the attempt because she was like, eh, and like stopped him because I think she, he was wasted. She was drunk, but not like gone. She was still like, she was telling him to like, shut the fuck up. And yeah, you're talking nonsense. And he just always start talking about the guy out in the truck. Yeah, fucking drunk out in the truck. Yeah, he's probably like, <laughs> you, you boys, you young stallions want to fuck my wife. I'm sure that would have been on the table. Because that guy's passed out. He ain't, he ain't hitting it. You guys want a piece of this pie? So, my yeah. dick don't work, and I love to watch men fuck my wife. I'm too drunk, but someone's got to do it. So cut to 10 minutes later, we actually meet him at a BP, and we end up fucking his wife. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't true. Ha, 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 ha. I, think, I didn't want a fish sandwich coming at me. Uh, I think it's time to get back into the album that oh, we yeah. were reviewing because that's actually oh, yeah. what this we podcast came back from a break. is. Welcome back from the break. <laughs> this, yeah, we we did. I'm that. hungry. It's all this talk about fish sandwiches. I know it kind of worked on me too a little bit. Um, When's this over? I gotta go to McDonald's. Uh well and let's hassle the girls. Let's roll down Rodeo. Let's do it. I got a shotgun. Yeah. It's the right song. Love this song. This is a very audio slave sounding intro. I mean, which also obviously came like a, later, but it's like a heavy cold play almost. A heavy cold play, huh? For just the very beginning, it's weird. What do you think of my assessment of Manson as a darker, heavier oh, Bowie. Jesus Christ. I think you saw my assessment. Well, I'm just saying. Do you want, he's he's doing his Bowie impression like you, 90% of the time. Do you want mach- that might be true. That's what I was trying to say. Okay, well, then, that's not what you wrote. The way you wrote it came off like... He's basically a David Bowie. Yeah. A darker David Bowie, and I don't think that's true. No, there's, no I don't put him on the same level as David Bowie. I just mean he sounds like Bowie. Like I mean, his, he sounds in a, a lower range, but I don't, I don't make the connection. Yeah, dude, but listen, I'm also some not. Of those songs, like I didn't, I just noticed it for the first time the other day. I'm like, this guy's doing his fucking Bowie impression. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm also kind of defensive just because I'm not really a Manson fan, and I love David Bowie. Yeah, I, Bowie. I love David Bowie. I, I'm, I wasn't trying to insult any, any David Bowie. Yeah, you insulted him. You insulted me. You put <laughs> salt kidding. on David Bowie fans. You insulted them. Please stop. Please move on to something else. Please clap. Uh, I was going to say this. This on the was. Theory of that. Well, hold on. This was their third single, by the oh. way. I guess I do need to it's a throw that in there. Song. I love the tones. And it's it's a very different style song while still being a rage song from the whole beginning of the album. But anyway, I don't remember what I was going to say. Fuck. Probably something oh, Marilyn dumb. Marilyn Manson, David Bowie. 
I was going to say this. I can sit through a David Bowie song. That's the difference. <laughs> I said uh, well, on the last podcast that I like. I like maybe two songs by Marilyn Manson, but I can't. I can't come up with them. Uh, but I said maybe two. Uh, I remember Hey, hey, talk into the microphone, please. (laughs) Sorry, I'm doing it again. You're like talking around it like you're trying to specifically avoid it. (laughs) Well, you know, you know how I am. Just milk it. So, I went to go see Mayhem Fest years ago. um, Yeah. And the headliners were Slayer and Marilyn Manson. Slayer before Manson, I assume? Slayer before Manson, which made no sense. Manson would be a bigger draw, I think, actually. Well, it was still dumb. But anyway, Manson takes the stage, and it was supposed to be a big deal because Twiggy Ramirez was reunited with the band or something. It was like his... Twiggy's re- back! Right, it was the tour where he had come back. So... Was uh, John Five there, too? Johnny Five. I don't know. I'm, I've never really been that into Manson. I don't, yeah. I don't really know. But, I mean, I think he's okay sometimes. But We, we do have a, a Manson fan in the room with us right now, though. A Fanson? We have a Fanson in the room. Word up! The Fanson might know some of these things. A Fanson. So anyway, the show was real weird because there was all this hype about Twiggy, but then it was specifically like every the whole stage was dark, and it was dark outside at this point, and there's a spotlight on Marilyn Manson, and it's only him, and he's just like... Walking around real slow and doesn't fucked up. Was he fucked up? And he just didn't care and didn't have much of energy at all. And the only time you got to see anybody else is when he happened to stumble over next to one, and you could catch the guy's elbow like in the in his fucking spotlight. It doesn't matter if there was a guitar solo happening. You couldn't see that unless he was standing right next to him and you could see the guy's elbow. And I thought, oh, this is lame. And uh, the people I was there with, we were all kind of talking about it like, what the fuck? And we decided to just leave in the middle of the set and beat the traffic. Like, let's just get out of here. We already saw Slayer. (laughs) Mission accomplished. Right? And then we can beat the traffic too? Yeah. Right on. But I got to say, disappointed because... Everybody hyped up the show, like, oh, Marilyn Manson puts on a good show. Or maybe he used to. I don't know. But, I've uh, heard it just depends on his sobriety. And, yeah, Ben and, saw him recently and said it fucking sucked. He was yeah, drunk, well, though, right? Wasted? He's definitely an alcoholic these days. Yeah, he's all bloated looking. I saw him, like, maybe 13 years ago. Maybe. Maybe more like 10, but it was a good show then. Yeah. There was a lot more stuff going on. He had, like... A bunch of tribal drums on stage, and had like a so he was trying. this big thing that you could walk up on. It was really weird, and I'm pretty sure he fingered a girl on stage, but I was so far back I couldn't tell. God, what is it with rad. men fingering women in front of you? Gotta finger bang bang you into my life. I don't know, but I have another story of a guy fingering a girl in front of me too. Whoa. I was leaving a guar show one time at Bogarts, and I look over, and on the side of the uh, ground, it's just a dude. Sitting with his back against the wall, uh, a girl's sitting on his lap, and he's got his hand, like, down like this, like, in her pants. And he's just going like this. I'm, like, looking her in the eyes, and he's just working it. And I remember walking by, like, wait, whoa, what the fuck? (laughs) 
Did uh, he make eye contact with you? Like, no. Yeah. Like, they yeah, were, yeah, buddy. Knowing the glaze, because that was when I was real young, so I didn't, A, I hadn't done anything like that yet. So that was the first shock, like, wow, that's a real life. Whoa. And uh, But that's pure fucking trash. Yeah, it was that's trash. on the side of the road. And it was before I was getting drunk or anything. So I didn't understand the glaze that I now know was going on in both of their eyes. So they were just, I think, oblivious that they were even in public. Wasted. Yeah, they were fucked up. Word. Getting finger blasted at a guar show. They were covered in guar blood, all the stuff, so. They were definitely wasted. Yes. That's what it would have had to have taken. (laughs) You said pure trash, I think? Pretty sure I did. (laughs) Correct. On the side of the road, I like pure trash. Uh... But unlike people who, you know, eat bath salts and um, <laughs> eat people's faces off on the side of the road, um, that didn't happen with these people. So luckily they had their faces, but um, other people aren't so lucky. They end up without a face. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Your segues are, are awful. <laughs> Yeah, you're the master. The master. I, was, I wanted to interrupt, because I always want to interrupt, because uh-huh. I'm just an interrupter. But I was like, I can't, because I know she's trying to segue. Where the fuck is this going? She's talking about basalt? <laughs> and people eating each other's faces on the side of the road. It worked. I liked it. I'd have been like, this is my segue. I'm like, yeah. Like, remember that one time you got in a car and you turned the radio on and a song came on that was called... Without a Face. (laughs) You know what? I hate the fact that a lot of radio stations, uh, they never tell you what the name of the song is. You know, there used to be a thing like, hey, this is DJ whatever my name is and this song is bloody blah by the whoever's. And I'd be like, thanks for letting me know because I would like to know. You know, sometimes I want to know that. I don't, I don't well, always know. Now they expect everyone to have that thing on your phone where you just go... Shazam. Shazam it. Well, that's horseshit. You're, do your job as a DJ. I think you can do that face. with Google, too, now. Yes, you can. You can just do it I don't want to have to get with the times. I want the DJ to tell me like <laughs> he's supposed to. <laughs> I don't want to have to get with the times. That was a great quote. Listen to this old man. <laughs> one, like You want to be like a hip-hop star. I'm that's comfortable a, with that's the amount of technology the times that I thing. have. I don't want more than that. Why do you constantly scream over me? <laughs> I'm sorry. I got excited. Yeah. It's really yeah, exciting. Stare down. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Me too. Welcome. This is what I do to men. I make them uncomfortable. <laughs> it's not true. You make my life easier. Don't get serious. I, I uh, would never remember to take the trash think out of if the, it weren't for you. Yeah, think of the slob you would be without Michelle. Oh, oh it'd be horrible. It'd be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I, yeah, it'd be bad. And the only time that Sam ever, I mean, aside from mowing every once in a while and taking care of litter, the only thing that he cleans are areas that he he's trashed. So, like, I'll clean the whole rest of the fucking house, and then he'll just always spend time on one spot that never really gets that clean. His face is red as fuck right now. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's so true. Oh, this part is really cool. Oh, yeah. You're a slob. That's toggle switch action. Used to live with gnats in this room regularly. Oh, that's nasty. 
Oh, <laughs> oh God. he went there. It's true. I had a big trash can in here, so I didn't have to, like, take trash out a lot. <laughs> there'd be gnats flying above it. Because there'd be, like, pizza boxes and shit in there. Be like plates under your bed. Absolutely. Disgusting. I have never understood being like that. But Kirk is once again telling stories way away from the microphone. <laughs> oh, yeah. I suck. I'm sorry to all You the don't listeners. suck. We just want to hear you, Kirk. I don't know what you said. Because I can only hear through these. So I'm also like, hey, I, I want to hear. I trail off and mumble. It's a thing that I do. I was only saying that it seemed like a likely place to shove your plates after you were done and you were slumped over on your bed and you just had enough energy to just be like, ugh, and shove it that under the bed. That just shows how you guys eat. That you eat until you can't move. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that way all you can do is just, oh, I gotta get this plate out of the way while I crash on the bed. <laughs> uh, it's very true. While you're all slumped. I don't know why. <laughs> you don't really stop eating, you just fall asleep at some point and then you wake up like, what? what? I've never fallen asleep with food. Ever. Have you? I don't know. Have you, Kirk? I, like that you know of? I don't think so. I, I'll like eat and then go to sleep. But... Yeah. I know there's a story of the man that died across the street that used to get so drunk he would fall asleep in his spaghetti, but that wasn't from exhaustion. Is that, is <laughs> and that, that how probably he died? was at the dinner table, not in bed, I assume. It was at the dinner is table. Is that how he died, slumped <laughs> over in his spaghetti? I've never just woken God. up with food or found food in the bed, I, I wish I could say yes that it was, <laughs> but it's not. He just died from being a really fucking old guy. That was a That was the topic on that one. Not topic. I don't know what fucking word I'm looking for. I was going to say something earlier, and I can't remember. Well, um, maybe I can put some wind below your wings so maybe you can, can figure it out. You say fortify reaction. Wind below. I was hoping at first that that was a belch. I was going to be super impressed. I thought it was. That, it was, is, a that was a belch. That was a belch. Was it? Yeah. I can't do the death metal voice. Uh, well, you apparently can when you belch. Yeah, only when I belch. <laughs> I'm at some guitar. <laughs> it's good stuff. Do you listen to Later Rage? I really yeah, only listen I, to the first two. Um, I don't like it as much. But I still like it. I still have all the albums. I even like the the live one or what they did like uh, cover songs. Uh, like I they know. do this really. They do a cover of uh, Maggie's Farm. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Did they release that as a single? Possibly. I think they did. I don't. <laughs> I don't think I knew that as not a rage song. <laughs> Yeah, well, I didn't know it wasn't a rage song until I like looked it up or whatever. When I had I had the booklet and it was like written by Bob Dylan or whatever, and I was like, oh. it's not Roy Orbison. I think it was Bob Dylan. So it's not. I was just it was the first name in my fucking head. Roy Orbison. Roy Orbison. I think about Roy Orbison for an inordinate amount of time. <laughs> That's not, unusual. Not your mind for some reason. He's such a goofy looking guy to me. You're probably gonna hear it on the radio the next time you go driving you'll hear a Roy Orbison song or something well I do have the greatest hits of Roy Orbison in the CD player right now 
No, you don't. That's <laughs> true. God damn. <laughs> I, it's true that I'm listening to CDs again, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I found yeah, that's my, nice. I found my uh, big pouch of them under the ramp, the mini ramp in the room. Oh. And uh, they all skip like a motherfucker, but while yeah. they play, it's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> I found out the hard way that keeping them in pouches scratches them. Does it? Yep. This is the worst thing you can do. Huh. And I had those binders full. Yeah. And I still do. But, like, my whole music collection is so scattered and fucked. Like, I, I can't even really try anymore. You have a very big music collection. Yeah, it's outrageous. It's like every time we would go out, <clears throat> like, on the road, and we'd stop at any, like, CD store, you're walking out with, like, five. Oh, I always acquire a stack. And it's always, like crazy random stuff it could be anything i'll yeah. be like wait why steely dan i love steely dan steely dan and mac 10 yeah this is the i also love mac 10 this is the mac 10 mac european 10. release mac 10 and mac this 10. is the steely dan sharonda version i the only thing i really don't fuck with is country music and like christian music and that goes without saying and like poppy boy band shit <clears throat> like that Stuff like that. I thought you said you left with five earlier. Huh? That was a joke that no one's going to understand who listens to this podcast. Oh, there was a boy band called Five back in the 90s. Ignore that. <laughs> Never heard of them. <laughs> of course you haven't. Baby, when the lights go out. I know that song. I'm going to listen to it every day. Okay, that makes sense. Dynamics, man. Bring it down. Get all whispery. Sound like you mean something. <laughs> Sound like you've really thought about things a lot. How old was he in this? Like, 24? My guess. I don't know. I'm super jealous of all these people that got big and went somewhere in their 20s. <clears throat> well, you know what they did? They sucked wieners. Well, maybe, but they just left and did it and didn't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> that's- yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's at a time when you kind of had to, because and you still kind of have to. Yeah, but it seems like you can get around easier <laughs> nowadays. Yeah, that's true. And you can build up quite a good buzz on the internet before you go out and try to do shows, which is that's a big, true. big help. Very true. Yeah, make sure you have an audience before you even yeah. go out there. Well, that could be a detriment to some bands, though, if they didn't cut their teeth getting good live first, and then they go out to play live for people. <laughs> Fucking suck. Yeah, that's a good point. Because, I mean, you and I, we played countless shows. I mean, and you can't replace that time with knowing what to do when you get to a venue, how to get on stage, where to go, how to load your shit up correctly. I mean, for someone that's never done it, they're not just going to walk in and be like, they're going to go up to the sound and be like, excuse me, sir, where do I go? And he's going to be like, I don't know, fuck off. And they're going to oh, my. <laughs> you just got to figure out that you just start dragging your shit in and you wait for somebody to yell at you if you're doing it wrong. And if they don't yell at you, you're doing it right. <laughs> uh, normally, there's some gear already there. Just, yeah. just don't show up first. <laughs> what kind of loser shows up first? Dude, anymore with Green Jello, uh, I call it, 
spoiling me because I don't have to like work as hard as I did when I'm making my own stuff because I yeah. can just ride on the coattails. Yeah, yeah. I don't show up now to like an hour before I'm supposed to play. Not even when the doors open. And like we'd be on the road and we're supposed to be there like two hours before the fucking doors even open. So we're there at four for no fucking reason. Yeah. Just sitting around. Going, wonder if anybody's going to show up tonight. And then they they don't. And they tell people to show up that early too because they know everyone shows up late. They don't really expect you to show up that early. And then no. And then most of the time, the guy's not even there. Like the sound guy, and the doors locked. How many times have we gone to a venue and been like, nobody's fucking here? Yeah. And we're late. (laughs) 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 What the fuck? Ah, the road. Tell me about it. I love it. I love it. Oh, the road now with Jello. (laughs) I miss the road. You missed the show. I don't know what the road's like. Are you going to go to Buffalo? I just miss playing shows, man. Maybe. Perhaps. You should. We'll go to Niagara Falls. It would be fun because I could see people, too, who I know. I've met some Jell-O people who I enjoy pretty much as well. She's in the family now. I'm not in the family. She got hugged. Oh, if you got hugged, you're in. I've been hugged. You're you're in the family. You're Sam's wife. You're definitely in the Jell-O family. The last two times I've seen Bill, he has hugged me. He's a hugger. A lot of those guys are huggers. Yeah. They I are. got hugged like three times at that last show. <laughs> and you're just you. <laughs> yeah. They remember you, though. You've yeah. been to quite a few I, shows. Yeah, like I definitely like know those guys. I could be like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, you've, you've held a bass on stage yeah, during a show. Yeah, I played <laughs> Twice? Fake, fake bass. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that do that. Yeah. And that's have, fine with us. They just have like all these people on stage. and It's fine. There's so many people that are just, they're fine with that. They're like. Oh man, I got to be on stage and pretend I was playing, and nobody fucking knows yeah. unless Bill forgets or doesn't know and goes, Bass only, you! And points at the guy that's not plugged in, and then the guy looks at him and goes, uh, Yeah, but he did that to me, and I just faked it because I knew the guy was going to play bass. So I went up there and fucking was like, and, and Bill was all like, yeah. So it worked. Oh yeah. There you go. Good boy. Good See, boy. Kirk knows what to do. You got to sell it. You know, all these fucking pop stars go. <laughs> there was the yell. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Go, all these people go on stage and lip sync. These professionals, they don't even actually sing. So, whatever. Uh, well, what I was going to say before Kirk yelled <laughs> over me was that Kirk knows how to roll right. But I don't know if I'm going to take that back or not. But yeah, roll right. <laughs> Here we go. I can roll okay. You can roll with it, baby. Yeah, you gotta roll with the baby. Who does this that? This is interesting, right here. Roll with the baby. Did Steve Winwood sing a version of that? I gotta look it up. I'm not sure. It's either my brother says Stevie Winwood, little Stevie Steve Winwood, Winwood or Michael McDonald or something. Michael McDonald is a American treasure. It is Steve fucking Winwood. Of go. course, it's I Steve Winwood. I knew it was Steve Winwood. Fuck Steve Winwood. Why do you, I was going to ask you, why do you guys hate Steve Winwood? Because he's the lamest. It's more her. He's lame. I hate 80s Steve Winwood. Hate it. I think it's fucking like, cheese. It's pure cheese. Do you like traffic? Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm more like uh, Blind, Blind Faith. Blind Faith. It's, it's just super cheese. It's like it's, in this era that she's talking about. To I, me, I, can see that. I think it super represents like the '80s cheese sound, the like easy listening stuff that like parents listen to. Yeah, like warm '98 shit that they would be playing in the office when you go in. Be like, I'm sick. I need to go home. We have to sign out. I'm sorry, I did that a lot. 
give me a high alert. So you walk into the office, snapping your fingers with your Starbucks. Feeling great. Listening nice. to some Steve Winwood. Little Stevie Winwood. That's. I feel like that is where I heard Steve Winwood and Aaron Neville the most, which is maybe why I detest it so much. Oh yeah, she hates Aaron Neville too. Bring me a higher love. Is that what it is? Bring me a higher love. Oh yeah, Whoa. it's like butter to my ears. Bring me a higher love. I would love to hear a duet with Steve Winwood and Michael McDonald. I think that. It might have happened. I think, I think my they head would, would explode. I think they would blend well together. And, and I'd be doused in the sauce of their glory. They would just voices. try to they would try to outmoan each other. Yeah, maybe we maybe we get Michael Bolton in there too. Uh hopefully. That's the way to go. Or Chris Isaac whining in the background. Yeah. Michael Bolton is the best singer so far out of all of these people. Are you correct? Michael Bolton could hit fucking notes. And he was like a, wasn't he like a metal guy before he did the yep. soft stuff? I don't know. I just said incorrect to be. Yeah, he was like shit. a screamy He's hair metal guy. Bolton. I love the Michael Bolton Valentine special. And he kicked ass in that. So, yeah, I'm good with Michael Bolton. This is my bass solo in the band, by the way. I stepped in. You played this? Yeah. She does play was, live every beginning. I was episode. 10 years old, and I was like. Bitch, look what I can do on the bass. And Tim Bob was like, wow. But he still took credit. I didn't get credit for it. Well, yeah, that's why he climbed up on top of that thing. It said, I stole this bass line from a 10-year-old girl. He couldn't get it right, and they showed him how to do it. I sound like an old man. Hello. Hi. Hi, I'm Paul. Oh, no. Who's Paul? Paul Lips. How the hell are you? <laughs> Paul Lip shows every once in a while. I give him rides. I've never heard of him. I've shit. never met Paul Lips. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. If there's one thing I love, it's Rage Against the Machine. Paul. <laughs> I love to rage. <laughs> I had to get Paul Lips removed from my insides once <laughs> during surgery. <laughs> Well, you know, I love to stick around. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the most Paul Lips has ever made me laugh. <laughs> we'll be on the road and we'll just get stupid and eventually Paul Lips comes out. <laughs> I like it. I like characters. So I'm totally, I'm down with Paul Lips. <laughs> Except for the ones that I had to get surgically removed from the inside of me. I wasn't down with those. Or was I around for that one? What just happened? Was I around for that one? Is what I said. That was weird how every bit of breathing... Is that what I found? <laughs> it's like you breathed in and out at the same time through your mouth. <laughs> 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 I'm going... I'm going ahead of Sandler. Yes, that happened with you. That was awful because I brought you back home and I had to like help you up the stairs because we lived in that apartment. Mm-hmm. And each step up, you were like... They probably thought we were fucking on the stairs on the other side of the duplex. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) That that did happen once, but (laughs) I think by then nobody lived there, which when that was going on, fucking ruled. We lived in a duplex and nobody lived on the other side. They probably moved out because of us. And it was so (laughs) nice. And then I remember one morning, they did... 
The landlords before they sold it sold it. God, I can't talk. The landlords before they sold it. Yes, the Hartmans. They had the carpets redone on the other side, and I feel like such a dick to this day about this. It's like seven in the morning, you know, early, but that's when carpet guys start. All of a sudden, from the other side of the wall, and we're sleeping, and Michelle and I just right wake against up, the wall that we're sleeping, and we're like, shut the. We were not warned about this. Yeah, we're just yelling through the wall. We, we start no hitting the wall. We had no idea what was happening. <laughs> and then I was parking in the carport for the other apartment at that time because nobody lived there. And I was like, I'm taking advantage of this. Michelle gets a carport. I get a carport. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. The guys that were doing the carpet had <laughs> parked behind my uh, car, my van, or blocked whatever you it was. In. Uh. Blocked me in. So I had just been yelling at them through the wall. Fuck, shut up. I'm hitting the wall. Now I have to knock on the door and be like, hey, can, uh, can you guys move your truck? <laughs> <laughs> the guy's just like, yeah, sure. I'm like, real. Of course, shitty. And now looking back on it, like, yeah, we were it, dicks. We were assholes. Oh, yeah. But we weren't told. We had no, no. idea what was going on at first. Yeah, but that's not the. <laughs> we had no fucking clue. They should have warned us that uh, someone was going to be doing that's crazy. That. That's true. It's true, that's but crazy. the ball was not dry. their fault. By the landlords, no, not yeah, by yeah. the car. The landlord should have yeah. told Yeah, oh, yeah. Us. They were awesome landlords. The guy had an old truck that looked like it was from Sanford and Son. They loved us. They kept rent super fucking low as long as they could because they liked us so much. It was awesome. Then they sold it. They didn't like and then you. we it moved didn't the work fuck out. like you enough to warn you about that shit, though. Mm, no, but they're really old. Uh, well, you it's got, fine. Shit happens. You gotta forgive. We're going to listen to them. the last song. <laughs> Which is the song that was technically kind of the first single, but not really. It was on a soundtrack, again, for the movie Higher Learning in 1994. Give me a higher learning. Jesus. Yep. I can't stop. So this is year of the (laughs) T-H-A boomerang. So, and this was re-recorded for this album? And this was re-recorded for the album, correct. So this is not the exact version do that you, was on the Do we have the other version? I don't know. I can check. I would like to hear an alternate. Yeah, I've never heard the other version. I would like to hear an alternate, dog. Uh, <laughs> you didn't expect that, did you? No, I didn't. R.I.P. Nate, dog. I was going to say Indeed. a Nate, Nate that we went to school with, but Nate then the I was great. like, that wouldn't have hit. <laughs> Two people, maybe one person would have just been like, what? I don't think it's on here. Lame. That part's uh, it's just shoved in, but it's really cool. It's that little guitar part yeah. thing or whatever is even playing that. I think it's guitar. The boomerang. I will say this, and I noticed it on the few listens I did uh, the other day when I was mowing. In headphones, this album does not sound as good than on speakers. It sounds like separated. Like you you can almost pick out the instruments too easy. Like, it doesn't meld together like I thought it would have. still sounds really good, but, like, I don't know. The bass is almost, like, really too loud at times. But on speakers, sounds fucking amazing. So I think it was almost mixed 
that way, like loud. Yeah, Big fucking that speakers. Could be, that could be. I uh, hadn't noticed. Cause like I've been in nicer, real nice studios where you know they've got the monitors on the desk, mm-hmm. and then up above on the wall they got two huge fucking speakers. And they'll go, well, let's hear it on those, and they can flip a switch yeah. and send it to that, and it's like a complete difference. And then they can mix on that real fast and make them sound good on both. Right. That was such a nice thing when I went to the recording workshop, being able to do that. There was a guy there that would mix so loud, people would go up behind him and clap their hands behind his head, and he wouldn't hear it. And he'd just be sitting there at the desk, getting blasted by music. It was fun. You got to play around with a lot of cool equipment. They taught you good techniques. It wasn't just a bunch of math and shit. It was actually get in the studio on day one, touch the stuff, move knobs. Yeah. I feel like I'm at a point now where I could actually benefit from that. You probably would. Michelle? I went to IU for audio recording, and uh, I had to go straight into this like physics class, and it was, it was intense. And probably didn't make you interested anymore, right? It, I mean, because there was that, and then there was time where we went in an actual studio, and that's where they taught us to, like, wrap the cables properly, and then we got to see, like, the soundboard and all of the, like, padding and all of, like, the sound, whatever, the baffles, what do you call that? Yeah. The insulations. The carpeted walls and such. Yeah. So but I you didn't, like, touch anything, right? You weren't, like, setting up microphones day one and stuff? No, day one was cables. That is important. Wrapping a cable properly is very important. Because you use that in life in general with, like, extension cords and... That's actually the one I fell in love with, Michelle. It was when she helped me clean my room and picked up a cable and wrapped it correctly. I literally went to the kitchen and said, Mom, she just wrapped the cable correctly. I said, Mom, she's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) She's the one. (laughs) But that... That wouldn't be fun. That's what was good about the recording workshop was the first day. It was like, no, there's a drum set. We're going to mic that fucking drum set. We're going to get this thing sounding good. And that's that's the fun part. Yeah, yeah. Not learning, like, microphone diaphragm ratio rates and shit like that, which is helpful. It's good to know that stuff. But, <laughs> but a lot of times, too, they'll just fill your head with all that stuff. And then you come out of there too stuck on that. Yeah. And miss the point of it all. And you could probably almost unmix things to sound good. Like, no, that's not what the math tells me. But listen to your ears, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, you got to trust your ears. You know, like, it's all about a feeling more than anything. Yeah. So it, you, you just try to capture that. You don't need to be a super technical. Fuck no. So that was the last track, right? That was the last track. That is the album. Bam. Sam, I believe that we are currently at the part of the podcast where we uh, have some questions to go over. Sometimes we listen to albums and then we ask some questions. Kirk, go! Um. Yeah, good job. Keep going. <laughs> All right, Michelle, now Brid- it's your turn. Bridge Troll, what was your favorite song? So give me your answers. You better be prepared because it's question time. Question time. Questions. Come on, kids, have a seat. Paul Lips is back. All <laughs> right. So, why did you choose this particular album, Kirk? Um, I really just think. Well, personally, it's my 
favorite Rage Against the Machine album. <laughs> and I just think it's cool because I've always sort of looked at it as being more like a rap album. But obviously it's not just a rap album. Yeah. And uh, No. It's just a, it's just a jamming, good, cohesive album. It kind of has its own sound. And uh, I just thought it was a solid choice. I actually had another album picked out, but it changed my mind. Right on. Yeah, this was not what I expected from you. I thought it was going to be... I don't know what. I thought almost you were going to come at me with like a Steely Dan album or well, something like that. you put a cap on that sam because we're not quite to that yet oh sorry but Ah. kirk what do you thought what do you think that we thought of this when you gave it to us i figured that it it wouldn't be like too brutal or anything i figured you guys probably like it okay sam what was your judgment prior to listening to this (sighs) easy because, again, you were saying that you expected something like Steely Dan or... Yeah, that's kind of the vein I thought you were going to go in. I thought you were going to come at us with something... Like more classic like rock. Like super, yeah, out of nowhere. That you also thought we might enjoy, though. You know? Like, not trying to, like, fuck with us. I thought you were going to be like, well, I don't think you had listened to this, maybe. And I think it's something you would have enjoyed. But what about judgment about this? I mean, because you oh. you're familiar with this well, album. Easy so. peasy. Yeah, I I too thought that it would be easy. I've I've never listened to a Rage album in full before, but I've been listening to this album for a long time. This well, good. I'm glad you got. I was that pleasantly experience. surprised, um, but I had no real judgment. Just that I thought that it would be uh, easy peasy. Uh, so, um, how many times did you listen to it, Kirk? Just once. Oh, there we go again. But the reason for that is because. I just bought that new car, and I have no CD player. I have no way to mm. connect my phone to the uh, stereo to yeah. listen to it. You know, so. And what kind of car did you just get, Kirk? A Mercedes. <laughs> it's Benz. fucking. It's nice. Benzo. It's very nice. It's older, but it's still like a new car. It's really nice. <laughs> it's got the phone in it. It's got the classic phone. <laughs> oh yeah. It has the original first aid kit that came with it, so it can help treat AIDS. Yeah, and give you AIDS at the same time. It's it's a very original car. It has all the stuff that came with it. It's great. And it's metal, so when you open the car door, it's so heavy. I love that about it. It's built like all, a tank. All car doors are metal. No, this is really Not built like, like a tank. Not like that. It's a solid car. It's got thicker metal and probably more reinforcement bars in it, yes. Yeah, it's way heavier. That's part of the And it's the a thing bigger door in general thinner. because it's it's one long fucking door. Like, Camaro doors are still heavy as fuck Camaro? today. Yeah. yeah. Camaro. And when I had that Cougar, the doors were like that. They were even bigger. And- and what was her name? You're a big fan of Cougars, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Kirk's always got Cougars. Okay, Sam, how many times did you listen to this? Uh, Five. Okay. Five times. But I've been listening to this CD f- for a very long time. Yeah. I listen to this CD probably mm, at least once a year. And we worked with a kid that... Uh, Justin at Classic Pizza. McClanahan? Yeah. I didn't want to say his last name, but I don't care anymore. He probably won't ever know. Nope. Uh, He liked rap. Yeah. And I always liked metal and stuff. So when I would give him rides home, I would play Rage, and it satisfied both of us. He'd be like, oh, yeah, I like this. And he could get down, and I could get down. So this has been a tool of mine. Nice. 
I've used this album as a literal tool before. All right. And I don't mind saying that he was the only person in that whole family that I could even stand. There you go. I like him. He's a good person. I still, yep. And the rest of them are giant turds. (laughs) I said it. I listened to this like four times and then I watched the music videos. So, how many music videos were there? Three? I think I watched three but i watched four but i think only three were official music videos but they were mostly just live concert clips people come up so that happens all right so least favorite song on the album are you ready for this kirk or do you need to look at a song list i'm not ready for this this is part of what we do who's ready for this part of, lips part, i have it written down part so. of what i do is being unprepared as well mm. well that's one thing you and sam have in common <laughs> yeah because i'm pulling it up right now too <laughs> so i i know what it is so i will go first please go first my least favorite track on this because i think that it was for me maybe the most boring i would say um, there was nothing as much about this song that kind of got my attention and interest. I'm going to go with Snake Charmer. Oh, it's a really good song. I mean, they're all good they're songs. They're all good songs, but you have to I pick, know. like, I which know. one. That's the hard part about this. I forgot I had to do this. So, yeah, Snake Charmer, I just think it's kind of the simplest sounding song for me. Like, it's heavy. It's got more of a punk feel. Yeah, it doesn't have, like, the specific... Which I think one thing I really like about Rage are the Tom Morello guitar riffs. I think that he... Really innovative I think he makes it really interesting. So, for me, yeah, I'm going to have to say Snake Charmer was my least favorite. Are either of you ready? I know what mine is. Okay. Mine is Without a Face. Oh. Without a Face. Yeah, On the I, side I of still the really like this song, but see, God damn it! Now that you're playing it, I'm like, fuck! This is a really good song. That's how it, it sounds goes. Like Cypress Hill to me. It sounds really good. Uh, I do. I, I, di- I didn't get that Cypress Hill before, but I hear it. Yeah, I totally, totally fucking hear it. it. Yeah. Um, I think the reason I pick it is just because it's the chorus isn't as strong. I don't know. I it's. It's the chorus that I think is the least catchy, and it's the song I think grabs me the least. Once again, though, I still like it. Yeah, of course. Here's the chorus part that I'm saying is a little bit not as strong as every other chorus on this album, I think. But it's fucking good. I like this one. I know. This is well, one he said I, he likes it too. This is the one where I don't. I hate that we have to pick one. I know. I, I just. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, you have to. Uh, you have to pick one that maybe you connect with the least, or if you are likely to zone skip out. over or zone out. I, saying, I never ever skipped a song when I listened to this album. I just I okay. Album. Well, what about <laughs> zoning out ever? Well, well, I suppose that happens. I mean, I zone out all the time. Is he, are you listening to it What's right now? What's happening right now? I'm trying to see if this is the one I'm going to pick or not. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Well, what, what so what are we supposed to do? Like I'm, sp- I I would actually play it through. Oh, um, I'm, this is Revolver. So you think Revolver might be your least favorite? Yeah, but I don't know because. <laughs> <laughs> Just say one. Nobody's going to put a gun to your fucking head. Good a revolver. Riff. It's a good riff. Solid. 
Okay, so move on to something else. No, I'm going to pick this one. He's picking okay, this one. Okay, well, turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one wants to hear it like that. People want to hear it <laughs> through the thing. How so? So, Revolver. Yeah. Revolver. It's a good song, but why the hell not? Yeah. Well, choosing one. I hope you're choosing a favorite one as well. Yes, I'll choose a favorite one. Okay, I well, might know. I was the one who went first, so I will continue and we'll go in that order. Um, so I will say that my favorite has probably. It's a song I've always really enjoyed. Uh, and it's I kind of felt like going into this, it was going to be this song, and I agree. I'm going to say Down Rodeo. This song has so much fucking energy. It does have a lot of energy. This is top three tracks for me, for sure. Yeah, I think that obviously the lyrical content is heavy. It's strong. Uh, yeah, this song just has so much power. So I'll say really Down Rodeo is uh, my favorite track off of the album. I gotta say, I did not expect that because I remember you laughing at this song when I used to listen to it. Like, this would be the one I would not play around you if I didn't know that it was now your favorite. <laughs> and now it's the only song I'm ever going to play around you again. I'm not upset not about that. Not just by Rage. Annie's. I'm fine with that. Sam, what is your most favorite track <clears throat> on the album? This feels weird to say. But I'm going to go with Bulls on Parade. I, I kind of felt that coming it's, when you just said that. It's, 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 a great it's song. so fucking heavy. Sure, it's the single one that's been overplayed, but god damn, that riff is fucking heavy, man. Oh, yeah, this dun, song is dun, powerful. Dun, 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 dun. I like everything about this it's song. It's a legendary song. It'll, yeah. it'll never not be awesome. And I just, I don't know. I've just known this song forever. Pocket full of shells. <laughs> yeah video i've it's been in my head forever i've known it forever i don't it's the one it's the first time i've ever picked like the main single off an album as my favorite song yeah that is unusual and it was hard to do like every part of my uh, contrarian you know attitude did not want to say it but i had to i thought one of you might pick people of the sun that was a close one. It's a really that's good also song. a great song. That, that's another one of the top tracks, and I'm, it's not my pick either, but it was considered. Yeah. So what is your ultimate top track, Kirk? <clears throat> I'm going with Vietnam. All right. It's I almost a, went with that. It's a cool song. I think it's just a cool song. Yeah. Nah, fuck it. Yeah, that drum. Just everything about it is just so cool. Yeah. And different. Yeah. Very different, really cool. yeah. And I love that fear is your only God quote. Yeah. I think that's fair. That's life wisdom. Ha! Somebody gotta sell him. Yeah. Good job, Sam. I was doing Somebody gotta, gotta sell him. <laughs> yeah, I almost chose this as my number one. It's, it's a good song. All right, so Vietnam. There it is. Get down, is that, get is that down. The, oh, we got one more question. We do have um, just a few more questions. So how old were you when you first started listening to this, Kirk? Um, That is a good question that I don't know the answer to. I mean, high school, high school, middle school, after school. Did your dad take it from you? <clears throat> I wasn't allowed to have a lot of stuff. I had to hide things. Yeah. So was um, it when you were out of the house? Yeah, I, uh, well, no, I was definitely in the house. Um, I, I just can't remember. How old I was. 
I just have so always high school, I've maybe. just always liked them. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. Just completely lost. Well, how did yeah. you originally feel about this when you had heard it? Like, did it? Were you immediately like, "This whole thing is awesome," or did it have to like grow on you? I probably thought like half of it was awesome, and the other half kind of grew on me. Yeah, makes sense. And like now, I'm like, "Oh, this is fucking brilliant." Yeah. But yeah. At first, at first exposure, it was like, "Okay, there's a few of these songs that are just fucking amazing." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same and thing then, happened to me. Yeah, but you know, the hits that draw you in, and then yeah. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Um, would you recommend this album today? Oh, absolutely. To anyone, yes. Yeah. We still have not run into an album that's been like, yeah, I used to listen to this. No, I, I do not recommend it I think it to we anyone. have. Which one was it? I still can't. I'm not sure because, I mean, I've done like Tiny Tim and stuff, and I don't know if that's something I would really <laughs> tell people to listen to. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Um, I think mine would be Iced Earth. Sam, would you choose to <laughs> listen to this again? Yeah, I was, yeah, of course. I listened to it by myself already. So. And I most definitely, absolutely would choose to listen to this again myself. Hell so yeah. I really enjoyed uh, this album as a whole. We got a, a whole. road album. So, yeah. Roadhead album. We got it. Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Oh, gross. Now when I play Rage Against the Machine on the in the van. You're going to do that all the time. You're just going to turn rage on all the time and just just look look at me and smile. (laughs) You've got a raging hard on. (laughs) All right. So it is um, time for me to tell you what's next, Sam. Oh, yeah. It's been a long time since Since we have actually been having guests galore. Yes, we have been. And uh, that might not, you know, stop. But we definitely need to spend some time. Going over some things ourselves we to get back into us. So what, each other. <laughs> what I am giving you is a weirdo pick. So I went back and forth between some uh, some rhythm and blues and a weirdo album. And I'm going with weirdo album. I think it's time to get weird again. Just bringing up Tiny Tim. Okay. Um, we're going to listen to and reveal the big problem, the solution. The solution, Let It Be by Crispin Glover. What? You just blew my fucking what? mind. Is this the album with Clowny Clown on it? Clowny Clown Clown is on this album. Oh my god! No Do you clue. listen to this album, or is this just a? I haven't is this listened also to your it. exploration. I haven't listened to this yet, but it has been on my list of wow. stuff, something to this explore. Is, and this is the only one that's on Google. So. This is new. So we this haven't done this yet. This is going to be new to both of us. We talked about doing that before, and we just haven't done it yet. I've so, never heard of this. So you're, wow. you're aware of Crispin Glover, right? The actor? No, he I'm was... aware of Danny Glover. Okay, Crispin Glover was Marty McFly. Oh. Or wait, George, George McFly, George sorry. McFly. Yeah, George McFly, the dad. Okay. In the Back to the Future movies. The one that was a nerd and couldn't get... Couldn't Jeff, get the girls. Couldn't and... get a... I was going to say Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> Michael J. Foxworthy? Could you get Michael J. <laughs> Michael J. Fox. That's a great you know, combo. It's his dad in that. And yeah, he's also okay. in Friday the 13th Part 4, and he gets his hands nailed to a wall, or like in a doorway, and Jason needs to get through that doorway, even though Jason nailed him there, and he just pushes him off, so it like rips the nails through his hands. It's a really fucking brutal scene. Wasn't he in a movie about rats? 
Yeah, Willard. Willard. I've not seen that. I haven't either. But he's a weirdo, so we're going to listen. So we're going to listen to uh, some Crispin Glover. Sweet. And, uh, Sounds crispy. The next episode's going to get super fucking weird. Yeah. So I hope you guys are ready. Stupid clown. Clowny clown clown. All right, we're going to get so on out of here. So don't tune in for next week's episode. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Don't listen to this one, even though it's too late. You probably already did. So uh, thank you, Kirk, very much. We appreciate you coming out and hanging out with us and giving us this uh, awesome album. Um, You're quite welcome. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. Check us out. Couple of Critics Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. I am Michelle. I am Sam. And uh, that was Kirk. Oh, yeah, that's Kirk. Sorry. Paul. Goddamn Paul lips. See you next time. Jesus Christ. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>